Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to The Lazy Geeks, Season 2. Now, here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad. Alright, so yeah, I guess we're ready to go. So, Alright, let's, let's, let's fuck the snake. Let's fuck the snake? Is that how it goes? Um, I don't know. Let's jump the shark. Let's, no, I don't want to jump the shark. <laughs> Maybe that maybe that's what you do. I'm like, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks, and uh, this is our latest podcast mm-hmm. called Making Sense of Nonsense. Because there was a lot of nonsense going on this week. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think Charlie Sheen really kind of took the <laughs> <laughs> homeboy jumped the shark this week. No, I mean, just a bit. little bit. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. That's... By the way, that's Nomad. I'm safe. <laughs> oh, oh, we have to be doing the intro now. <laughs> well, I mean, do it right. Oh, okay. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. 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 Uh, so. Oh, wait, your line, huh? Never mind. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, normally we've been recording on Sundays, but this time we're recording on a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we're in, in LA, we're expecting a massive snowstorm on Saturday. So, uh, <laughs> we're not, <laughs> we sure. might not be here on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might be 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we're just taking a preemptive measure. No. Real quick. <laughs> just so you know that we're just fucking around. <laughs> Real quick, before we even get into shit, and I did not discuss this. With Nomad, which I rarely do anyway. Um, I want to give a shout out, Collectors Paradise. Yes. Nega hooked it up. Man, we went over there today, and uh, we're we're gonna start getting more into comic. We we do or Nomad does the comic rundown right now. We're gonna start getting more into it, reviews and stuff. And we've decided to split our efforts where I do DC, and uh, Nomad is gonna hit up Marvel because we see so much of each other. Like honestly. <laughs> On my nerves. All right, so so I can read his shit. He's, He's here read. so much that we're about to charge him rent. That's just that's, that's just a dip, Ben. You know? 
So we can, you know, he can he can buy the Marvel, I can buy the DC, and then we can both buy, you know, if we want to get something for Dark Horse or something like that. Yeah. And then we just share and just read and all that bullshit, which is awesome. Um, but I just want to give a shout out. I can't remember that dude's name, but the dude that was the work in a register, man, that motherfucker's on point. I know. We go in there and we're like, let's tie in for this one. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, this one is here. No, you just need to go. Oh, yeah. By the way, this one continues in Teen Titans, so you want to check that out. Or have you read the X-Men? What self-contained story? I was like, damn. This guy. Sheen. He was our Oracle. Yeah. He was Oracle, dude. That was crazy. Not as cute and walk, but he was Oracle. Too soon? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> that reminds me, the Joker will be making a comeback in the main storyline of Batman. That's kind of sick. Anyway. Anyways. Well, I think uh, I think we should probably move on now. I just wanted to give that shout out. Collectors yeah. <laughs> Paradise, though, if you live in the San Fernando Valley, best place to go and uh, get caught. I see us up in there. Fucking nose buried in a comic because we're too, we're too broke to buy it. <laughs> reading that bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to move into why is this news? Well, why is this news? First one up today, it's, it appears that the rumors are circulating around the net that Sony is working on a hack-proof version of the PS3. Why is this news? I know we don't usually like to deal in rumors because you usually have to backtrack. With that being said, with the way Sony is going after anyone even slightly involved in the hacking of their system, I really wouldn't be surprised if they decided to manufacture a hack-proof console. However, yeah. keep in mind, whenever somebody comes out with something that is proof, you're inviting people to make sure you eat those words. Well, I think they assumed that they made a hack-proof console the first time. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but, you know. And, I mean, you know, like, Microsoft gets hacked all the time. And, you know, it's just like, it's kind of like, okay, we just deal with it. Well, it's, the thing is, it's not about the security of the device. It's about how many people are using it and how many people want to hack it. Yeah. If it is a a device that uses some sort of programming code, then it is possible to hack it. It's plain and simple. There's no there's no um like there's no computer out there because all these game systems are computers anywhere. There's no computer out there that can't be hacked. Someone will figure it out. Right. Sometimes they figure out on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, some, the, sometimes it's even before the game's out. Or I remember it, the first week the PSP came out, that thing could do all kinds of magical things. <laughs> but anyway, what do you got? Oh, what do I have? Sci-Fi announced on Tuesday that uh, they have acquired broadcasting rights to Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, <laughs> the two-season, 31-episode run of T. T-S-S-C. Some things don't need acronyms. I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll air on Sci-Fi starting on Thursday, April 7th. The first two episodes will air from 9 to 11 p.m. I'm assuming Pacific. It didn't really say. But most of the time since Hollywood is in Pacific, it's Pacific. Um, let's make let's make one thing perfectly clear, though. Sci-Fi is airing old episodes. Not making new ones. Right. Believe me, I damn near passed out before I figured that out. <laughs> Um, I was a big fan of this show. I, I don't care. I was just a big fan. Why is this news? Well, besides this show being a favorite of mine, 
Summer Glau is also a big favorite of mine when she was the Terminator chick. God, was she sexy. That deadpan, just no soulless look, it works for me. <laughs> Might have worked for me with Arnold. Who knows? <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time for the rundown. All right, so uh, my win of the week goes to the Hollywood Movie Studios. I know with the, with the critical remarks I usually make aimed at the Hollywood system, uh, this is this is where I'm I'm going to give them their due this week. Uh, what possibly could have changed your mind, Nomad? You probably are asking. Most like most of you probably aren't. No. But uh, for those of you that that are curious, or by curious, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> where are you going with this? Uh, it's censorship. Family Edited has lost the case brought on by Warner's Disney, Fox, Sony, and others. Family Edited was charged with violating copyrights when they would remove objectionable material from movies like The Hurt Locker, Iron Man 2, and others, and would burn them on a standard DVD-R and sell it. Some of you might remember, if you've been following the podcast for a while, we actually did mention the story that they were being sued a couple months ago. Well, they believe they were censoring the film of the contents that would make it more family friendly i don't believe in censorship of any kind but so many people are using family and children as a shield as they launch attacks an attack against everything this was another attempt at people not wanting to make choices in their lives and wanting somebody else to do it for them so this week i give congrats to the movie studios yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just that stuff it's like so who determines that though that was always my problem is like who determines what's objectionable yeah, I know. It's such a gray area. I mean, like, I could say, you know what? That doesn't offend me. And honestly, most of the shit that doesn't offend me offends most people. Mm. You know what I mean? So what <laughs> if I was in charge? <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. When safety uh, goes, ooh, that that one, that one's that one started like actually got to him. That's bad. Yeah, that's some fucking evil shit. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> stuff that you no one should see and yeah. you cannot unsee. <laughs> Can't put nipples on the bat suit. <laughs> That's, I think that's. A, I think everyone agrees with that one. <laughs> that one's just wrong. I was just like, really. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> like, it's like the nipples of justice, dude. Uh, so what? What's your? Uh, what's your win of the week? My win for the week is CBS and Netflix getting into bed together. Yeah. Yeah. CBS and Netflix are going steady. <laughs> yeah. It all started with drinks and turned into something magical. <laughs> Their newfound relationship means some of CBS's shows can be streamed from the web service. Shows covered in the agreement include Medium and Flashpoint, along with other series like Frasier, Family Ties, Star Trek. Yeah. Let that sink for a second. The original <laughs> Hawaii Five O. The original Hawaii Five O. <laughs> Twin Peaks. And uh, The Twilight Zone. That's epic there. Tense Ted Sarandos. What? Over at Netflix said... <laughs> Netflix is now the only online premium ser- subscription service with shows featured on all four broadcasting networks. I love how he says that because it's like there's no other broadcasting That's it. Yeah, there's that's no other it. networks for that. And dozens of cable TV uh, biggest friends. What Ted is trying to tell you is you don't ha- if you don't have Netflix streaming yet, you should get it now. And I have to agree. 
Back to you, Nomad. <laughs> <laughs> Let that sink in for a little bit. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <sit> now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, my fail of the week goes to Vietnam. Not about the war, but online gaming. I was about to say, you were a little late. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too soon? Not really. Uh, <laughs> this sucks for those of you that live in Vietnam. The Ministry of Information and Communication has called for a nightly ban of online gaming across the country. The request made to Internet service providers last week demands a block on access to online games each day from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. by March 3rd, according to the reports of Vietnam News. The ban is seen as another attempt, another step in a ongoing government initiative to limit the quote-unquote negative side effects of online gaming. Limit fun. Yeah. <laughs> Open Net in, uh, Initiative, a global net internet filtering and surveillance watchdog, classifies Vietnam's level of internet tool filtering as substantial due to the stiff measures of internet control exerted by the government. The, prov- the provisional departments of information and communications will inspect online games activities nationwide and deal with organizations that violate regulations by canceling their services, said the ministry's deputy minister, Le Nam Thang. This is a damaging blow to online gamers as they normally play games between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. It kind of sounded like you said, name that thing. <laughs> I know, right? That's, <laughs> I can't really go, how could I say that without sounding like a... Name making- that thing. <laughs> name that thing. Like a rap song. <laughs> Uh, what's your, uh, what's your fail of the week? Oh, so many things. So many things. <laughs> uh, Blizzard, actually. Specifically the company that creates World of Warcraft. Um, first I'm going to read Nomad's excellent and well thought out article about the theme park that, uh, Blizzard is creating. Partly because it's awesome, and partly because it already explains what it's about, and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> no, I honestly, it does explain it very well. Uh, okay, so quoting Nomad, <laughs> kind of weird. Um, earlier in February, G4 mentioned that a Blizzard-themed amusement park called War- World Joyland. <laughs> I'm sure that sounds better in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, may may have been in the works. They didn't put too much stock in the reports, and to be honest, neither did I. That's Nomad, by the way. <laughs> I also did not put any. <laughs> so so I made the choice to not mention anything about it one of the things i don't want to do with this site was to post every other internet rumor just to backtrack later yeah that would be a pain in the ass dude (laughs) yeah uh well thanks to an article in the huffington post it appears that the rumors are true the theme park located in wonjin or wonjin i think it's wonjin whatever i'm white wonjin (laughs) district china was supposed to open in march but judging from the few pictures that have been released, which are posted on thelazygeeks.com. We keep it real. Uh, it looks like it will take a bit longer. Uh, but it seems to be shaping up quite nicely. The theme park will have five areas. Island of Mystery, Terrain of Warcraft, Universe of Starcraft, World of Legend, <laughs> and which is a game, but still, and Mole's World. That's the kid area. I love how you put that in the, like real quick. Let me explain this. That's the kids area. Oh, okay. <laughs> it might as well be called Dreamland for you WoW fans, straight up. <laughs> Joyland's website 
I think this is me now. Joyland's website. <laughs> no, this is still you. Yeah, this is still you. Joyland's <laughs> website shows off all the various worlds, but unfortunately, it only it's only available in Chinese. Assholes. <laughs> these <laughs> these were also there was also I'm sorry there was also a Chinese news report video released which shows off the construction of the park. In the video, the theme park looks massive, and the few shots of the architecture we've seen by great just by great justice seen do great justice i need to increase the font size (laughs) (laughs) we've seen do great justice in the concept material it was rumored earlier that joyland would include a video game museum and dedicated esports center end quote by the way fantastic all right (laughs) sexy even kind of got a semi just saying (laughs) um so why am i failing this when, when I've already said that I like MMOs, like World of Warcraft, whatever, why am I failing this theme park? This, this is not a fail because of the park, because it looks awesome. But because of where it's located. <laughs> Could make it in America? I know China is a big part of the fan base, but come on. You're an American company. No offense to Chinese who deserve something fun just as much as the next country, but damn it! <laughs> I'm not gonna go to a world of war. I'm not gonna go to a communist. No offense. I'm not gonna go to a communist country to go to a fucking amusement park. <laughs> I barely have enough money to go to Disneyland, and it's like 45 minutes away. I gotta get a passport. I gotta make sure I don't get shot. I don't know how it works over there. And I'm American too, and I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to like communism. <laughs> I think that was taught to me. And I'm supposed to get under desks when there's a fucking air raid. Um, <laughs> no, when you see the flash, you get under desks. Yeah, yeah. So, fuck you, Blizzard. <laughs> fuck you in the ass. Sideways. <laughs> wow. Sideways. But I also want to say congratulations to the Chinese people for having an excellent place to go have fun. <laughs> <sighs> let's, let's just move on. I don't to talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh... Some, he gets he gets very emotional about some of this stuff. So you you, you gotta you know bullshit. That's why there's show notes, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? I scrolled down too far. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, here are the five biggest stories in the comic book realm. Number five. This week's Detective Comics number seven, uh, 874 is beginning a change that Scott Snyder believes in better than um, – be- <laughs> believes is better than before. How about I do that? <laughs> the Jim Gordon backup feature in the series will be moved into the front story. Snyder is creating a theme around Dick Grayson's official status as the Batman of Gotham City. According to Snyder, the idea is now that Dick Grayson has been given the mantle officially, what is Gotham going to change itself into around him? So Detective Comics is on sale right now. Yeah. Number four. For the follow, um, following the path of DC, Marvel is launching a prequel to its upco- upcoming Captain America film. Captain America First Vengeance debuted online on Super Bowl Sunday, which was the same day that the trailer was revealed. Each 11-page issue will focus on different characters um, costing uh, different characters of the film, costing only 99 cents online. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, The series will be available in print form starting in May. 
Uh, number three, last month we mentioned that DC and Archie Comics were no longer using the comic code authority. Yeah, because Archie Comics really needed it. Yeah, it really needed it back. They get racy sometimes. I know. <laughs> uh, but one thing that um, that came up was, according to Newsarama, the the authority has hasn't been operating since 2009. <laughs> so who was running it? What the? F- it's a ghost <laughs> operation. <laughs> uh, well, we have a name. Holly Koenig was running the organization for the Kellen Company up until 2009, but nobody took over after that. Koenig continued to work on the authority for DC up until mid-February. Now it is no more. The comic book code authority is officially closed, and a chapter in comic book history is over. A pain-in-the-ass chapter. I know, really, right? Uh, they but, had such good intentions with that stupid code, and it just became stupid. Exactly, you know, and I mean, it was just ridiculous, and never. You know changed. what they needed? They needed Twisted Sister to go up on for a court case against. <laughs> God, <laughs> Oof, reaching back. I rock. <laughs> uh, number two, like back issues. Well, if you had ninety-one thousand five hundred bucks lying around, you could have picked up the first Avengers comic that had Captain America. Oh, I should have got it today. Yeah, you should have. I have exactly that amount. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Stanley and Jack Kirby didn't create this hero, they reintroduced him to a whole new generation. The CGC universe grade was 9.6, and apparently are, are, there are only seven certified in this grade or higher. Now, keep in, um, for those of you not in the know, the CGC is like the legitimate grading system yeah. for a comic. If you have an- that's, that's legit. You hear, you hear that? That's what it is. There's no, there's no debate. <laughs> that, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, and if you're trying to sell an, a whole classic comic, you get it certified. They put it in a nice plastic casing and s- label it right there. This is certified. This that determines how much you actually make on the comic. Straight up. Uh, so, but given the ni- the ninety one thousand is low compared to the amounts Amazing Fantasy fifteen, geekers, yeah, the parents. <laughs> And Fantastic Four number one received. However, keep in mind, Captain America's actual debut was 20 years earlier. Imagine how much that would go for. Yeah, but he was frozen. So. Yeah, but his actual debut was in the in World War One or World War Two. Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, you show a little more respect for the man who single-handedly defeated the Nazis. Oh, I know. Okay, if it wasn't for him. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for that movie to come out! No, it's going to be awesome. Number one. <laughs> oh, number one's not funny. <laughs> number one. This week, the comic book world was hit by the passing of Dwayne McDuffie, who wrote scores of comics for Marvel and DC and founded his own publishing company before crossing over to television and animation. DC Comics says the Detroit, Michigan native died Tuesday. His age and de- place of death were not immediately known. ComicBookResources.com says he died after complications from surgery. McDuffie wrote comics for the New York-based DC and Marvel, including runs on Batman, Legend of the Dark Knight, the Fantastic Four, the Justice League of America. He also penned several animated features, including the just-released All-Star Superman, Justice League, Crisis of Two Earths, Crisis on Two Earths, and the animated TV series Static Shock and Men 10 Alien Force. He founded he founded the publishing company Milestone Media in 1992. He will be sorely missed. Yeah, man. Tip you have for that Duke's team. Yeah. He was legit. Yeah, he was. And that's, that's like one of the real deals, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Now, now it's time. Now it's time <laughs> for our, uh, for our discussion topics. Um, first one, it, it's going to be kind of a short one because we pretty much all know the answer to it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and the, the reason for this was people of gaming. Yeah. Uh, for the people of gaming, it's a real short discussion. <laughs> uh, I had two articles posted on the website about um, uh, Activision abusing Guitar Hero. And uh, for Sony, now it's not about beating Microsoft. Um, And the reason why, you know, you're thinking, well, Activision isn't Sony. Yeah, I know. But it's kind of the same mentality. What's the reason why I brought these two subjects up was because Activision has been around since, like, Atari. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, Activision's been around for a long time. For for a very very long time. I'll do a quick search while you're. And uh, you know this, and the article that I posted, I'll just give you a quick read of the article that I posted. This uh, this month has been bad for video game companies, especially if you were owned by real Activision. Quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Activision founded October first, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. And was the world's first independent developer and distributor of video games for gaming consoles. There you go. Continue. <laughs> Wikipedia well, like a boss, dude. <laughs> for the win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, little stuff like that you, you can use Wikipedia for. Yeah. Thanks. Cure for cancer? Not so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is 32 gigs compressed. I'm just saying. Uh, if you, It's been a bad month for a video, any video game company that was owned by Activision. This past month, yeah, this past month, <laughs> they terminated the unit that developed Guitar Hero. However, Kelly Summers, former CEO of Guitar Hero developer Red Octane, has said that he believes there's still a market for the game. Speaking with MCV UK, Kelly said that if the franchise hadn't been, quote-unquote, abused, the series would never have been canceled. It was brilliant, he said. Everyone wants to be a rock star, and there was nothing on the market like this at this time. Best of all, it involved everybody in the room, and that was... And that was a great party experience. And I and I agreed. Yeah. I agreed with that. Because it's like the same thing with Rock Band. You know, Harmonix is going through a thing. But the thing was is that you have Rock Band. Everybody wants to play that. Guitar Hero. Everybody always wants to play. Because you wanted to be that kid. You know, you were that kid in school that would air guitar. Rock out with your cock out, dude. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you hear that that, you know, Stairway to Heaven. You just, uh-huh. Suddenly, you just start rocking. <laughs> exactly. Anything Queen. You know, you had that hard rock stuff. And let's not forget, Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. You know, that op- just the beginning. <laughs> opening carousel rift, you know. Yep. Everybody wanted that. And then, when you then, then, of course, they came out with Rock Band, which gave you the singers, drummers, guitars, bassists. It, it was a fun experience. And... To be honest, you could see it in the games. They were rushing that out. When it came out and it blew up, Activision, like a lot of companies now, jump on it, buy up the company. Oversaturate and, the market, exactly. dude. Exactly. And that's the problem with, with a lot of these companies. And Activision is doing it again with Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I have to say, especially the Killzone 3 coming out and, or how Killzone 3 has come out and it looks so fucking sick. Um, I'm Call of Duty out, dude. There's too many. Yeah. And, I mean, you had 
you had the regular Call of Duty games, which were always good, and it was a niche because it was World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to go through all that. Then they came out with Modern Warfare. Understandably, revolutionized gaming. Suddenly, it was so vividly real. Yeah. Naturally, of course, you were going to have a, you know, Modern Warfare 2, which was fine. Everybody got jumped on that, started playing that. Then they went back. I like that they went back and did World at War, but World at War kind of seemed a little rushed. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it still kind of had that same feel, but it really seemed pushed. It had that same feel, but again, it had that same feel. Like, it didn't really bring anything to the table that you haven't done before. And that was one of the things, and that's why I think Black Ops, while it has sold so many copies, and it's one of the biggest hits, it's the biggest pirated and selling game (laughs) of last year, Yeah, you you have this whole idea that, well, if we keep funneling it and get everybody to the point of where, oh my god, I'm tired of this, I'll stop buying it. Okay, well we've milked this. Let's get rid of it and bring in the next and funnel everything to the next big thing. Yeah, then Call of Duty Two now is starting to go more for shock value. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my I, god, I can't believe they did this. I have to go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> then they have Black Ops, which, you know, I understand a lot of people, a lot of fans were a little disappointed with because yeah. it was kind of short and the fact that you know it, people were claiming about the storyline but the thing was is there was a little difference it was a break the problem is is and i understand you break it up like you do modern warfare then you do world at war which is a throwback and then you do black ops which is kind of going past and you're going past the whole world war 2 but before the whole modern warfare thing so you kind of got that i understand that but you don't want to oversaturate that's the worst thing you do it's like you know when you would hear a song on the radio every two hours, right? And then you're just like, "Oh my god, leave it alone! Stop!" Yeah, it's like, shut up. up. Give it a year or two. I understand if you really want to saturate the market, get put more downloadable content. You yeah, like saturate the market with shit that people actually fucking want. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like right now, don't get me wrong. Right now, Call of Duty is huge. It's the number one game in town. Everybody I, wants I, it. That will not last. Yeah, it will not last. And Activision, being not the Apple of the gaming, Fox of the <laughs> gaming industry, will cancel that fucking game quicker than you thought it was cool. Like it, it will be gone right. as soon as they they sniff that they're losing money. That game will be gone, and no one will give a fuck. Like everyone will already be playing something else, whatever. Like Killzone Three. So, just saying, it's cool now. Don't yeah. get too comfortable. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a girlfriend in high school. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable because you know what? You're going to dump her. Yeah. Just keep it real. You and, know? and that's really the big thing because when you have people – Well, she's going to dump you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the the fan base is fickle. They'll want – you know, you, you'll have – the same people that complain that they're, it's oversaturated, it's too much, or the ones that are wanting the new game out. You know, yeah. they're like, why do I have to wait six months for the next game? Like, we're already working. Like, there's already uh, rumors going around that um, next week or in in a week or two, we're going to get a teaser trailer for Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. For this year. And the funny thing is people like us will say it feels rushed, it's rushed, it's rushed. But the mass majority of gamers – I'm sorry to call out, like, kind of my own group. The mass majority of gamers don't want to wait. Yeah. They're like, why do I have to wait so long? You have to wait so long because they're busy making a quality video game for you to play. Exactly. And push them and push them and push them. They're like, all right, fuck it. We got to hurry up. 
or now, everyone's going to get mad. Now, of course, you could run into the problem that Blizzard run into, into with StarCraft, or Diablo, sorry, Diablo 3, you know, which has been, what, how many years now? Well, Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard, I think Blizzard does that shit on purpose. And they just like to be dicks. Because you'll ask them, when's it coming out? When it's done. You know what? How about this? Fuck you. Like, if I was the, if I was the media, which I kind of am anyway, like nowadays, if I was like, all right, Lazy Geeks wants to know when's Diablo 3... It's when it's done. I'm like, oh, Lazy Geeks also wants to know, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> just a little bit, you know, like, dude. And, the, and, and to me, it's just one of those things. Like, I understand that, you know, the attention span of our society can be measured in nanoseconds. I understand that. Twitter updates. <laughs> I know. It lasts about as long as a Twitter. Uh, you only have so many characters, 140 <laughs> characters. <laughs> Anything more than that, forget it. You're done. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, Sapien goes, well, well, don't worry about editing the podcast. Let the whole thing run. Dude, are you – you realize, like, are – we probably – When did I say that? No, because there were a couple of times where the podcast went almost two hours, and I had to cut it down. You're like, well, why do you ha- – just let it, just let it go. Who cares? It's if it's that long. Yeah, the people that are listening might That's not, true. might not be See, able to hang. I love hearing myself speak. Yes, I, I couldn't think of why anyone else would care <laughs> how long it was. <laughs> but I, I think I understand that you know studios decide that oh well we want to we want to make sure that we get the game out before people lose interest. Well, it, it there's it's a double edged sword. Yeah, you can do that, but you can also oversatch the mark oversaturate the market to where everybody goes okay how many more of these you know do we have to which call of duty has already done exactly it's world war ii games they oversaturated the market with that and then everybody else was jumping on the bandwagon now very very smart move was instead of just stopping or keeping making world war ii games they started making the modern warfare but now it's becoming the same thing and i feel that bigger companies are doing this shit on purpose. Like, let's milk this cow until it's dry, and then we'll just move on to something else. Well, like, the reason the, the reason it, for the industry, right? The reason it comes down to, and this goes into that whole second thing we we're talking about, Sony and Microsoft, is that it, it's the bottom line. That's yeah. what they're looking at. It's it's become less and less, and that's why I really don't like the fact that these big companies buy up these smaller ones that want to do quality stuff, but. They get bought out by these big companies and become names on a on a Excel sheet. Well, these guys are losing money. These guys are losing money. These guys are losing. Let's cut them down. Cut them down. Cut them down. Instead of giving them time to actually develop a really good game. Yeah. And then d- developing downloadable content for a while, so it gives them a, it, it, you can keep that one a smaller a smaller division open to do the download games and then you can have another bigger division developing the next big one so if it takes a year or two you have um you know maybe a year of downloadable content then a year without people start going oh come on when's the new one coming out then oh we've got our new game yes you know that's what we all know we all know that everybody eats up downloadable content like yeah fuck. you'll have people that'll bitch about it saying downloadable content is what's ruining the gaming system you know what fuck you you yeah, know that's First of all, that doesn't make any sense. I know. Like, even even if, let's say, they make a video game, okay, and with the sole intent purpose to give you downloadable content later on, you're still buying a complete video game. Yeah. So they're adding content to it that, oh my, 10 bucks, you know, like, really? Who gives a shit? I know. But, uh, see, I'm on to the tricks, though, is I'll wait 
and then yeah. by the game of the year edition it comes with all, that, <laughs> with all the downloadable content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, and you know, people that sit there and go, well, it's what's killing the industry. No, it's not. In fact, the downloadable content is strengthening the industry. Exactly. My point exactly. The more content we get to play equals the yeah. more shit that's awesome. Because and and the thing is is that people you know the people that do that are the ones that are bitching. I have to pay ten bucks for that downloadable content. No, you don't. It's like no, you don't have to. You can stick and buy and keep the one that you're doing. You know, I I did that with a few games. I didn't. I dug the game. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I dug the game, but not enough to buy a DLC. Right. And you know, and then but what downloadable content does is it it increases reusability. Exactly. You know, it it ability. I mean, it opens. Because let's say uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Excellent fucking game. Okay. Once you beat it, pretty much beat it. There really isn't much to do anymore. Right. Sell it back to GameStop. And- exactly. DLC with the battle map, stuff like that. That expands it. And you get you have replayability. And replayability is one of those, the golden egg sometimes of video games. Yeah. That people are like, okay, we want to make an action adventure game. How can we make this be replayable a million times? You, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Crash, Crash Bandicoot back in the day. How many times can you beat Crash Bandicoot before you're like, all right, fuck this game? Yeah, because when you think about it, you think about all the old games. Like, if when I look over here on my wall right now, I have so many PlayStation, PlayStation. I mean, PlayStation Two, Xbox, original Xbox, uh, GameCube that didn't have the downloadable content. So when you are sitting on that shelf, <laughs> I'm sitting on the shelf, and yeah, every once in a while, you know what? I'm in the mood to play some old Max Payne, you like know? a boss, dude, Max uh, Payne, <laughs> or or Black, or just you know something. Yeah, you know, you you know, you have nothing else. I'm gonna that... play some fucking Metroid on my NES. <laughs> <laughs> She's a girl. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, that tripped me out when I was young. Oh, I know. Myself. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Twenty <laughs> twelve. Uh, but <laughs> back in the back in the eighties, twenty twelve. Uh, well, I think this segues into our uh, next topic. It sure fucking does. Uh, so those of you that follow our follow the website, thelazygeeks.com, which you should, which yeah, it's should, awesome, of course. Um, have noticed that um, the Smithsonian is planning to do a whole thing about video games the art and how it's influenced but they they don't know what to use as far as you know games so they want people to actually vote for these games all you have to do it's a quick sign up you go in sign up your mail you don't even really have to log in again but they give you 80 choices they give you 80 times to vote and they broke it up by eras so you have like the whole like what is it like atari ColecoVision. Commodore 64. Commodore 64. And then it, it, it's broken up into eras and like the Windows games and then, uh, and then, and then you start, you start getting into the Xbox, Xbox 360. Yeah. Like it goes from beginning to end. Basically. And it was awesome because I, uh, I, I give, I, uh, give a shout out on this one. Uh, Dixie Chick actually found this one for me mm. and, uh, immediately like, uh, text me about it and then send me the link on Facebook. So of course I sent it to Sapien. Yes. And uh and my reply was I finished. <laughs> yeah, I voted for everything. This was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and, and when I started going through a lot of the video games, I forgot about some of those video games. 
oh my god, it was ridiculous. I know. It was, and then you're seeing like the back on a couple of them. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I know you're seeing like, I mean, now for me, my, I was, I've been asking this question on, uh, on Facebook and even on the website, but I asked uh, on Facebook, I got some good responses. I asked, you know, what was the first console you ever had? And it didn't have to be even be one you bought. And I have it on Facebook and, and on the website too. So even after this podcast, if you want to throw it up there, go ahead. But, uh, I, uh, the first console was my brother and God bless my brother. Uh, he tried so hard, but he was always on the wrong side of technology. Uh, cause, uh, when it, when video games, the video games became big, it was Atari versus Intellivision. And, and he bought the Intellivision. He bought the Intellivision. Yeah. The same thing with v- with videotapes. It, I hate it, when that happens. It was, beta, <laughs> it was Betamax and VHS. He bought the Betamax. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but Intellivision was awesome. At the time, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like the little, you know, the little pixel, <laughs> the <laughs> little pixelation for the basketball. And, that was a shit. Dude. It was the shit. I mean, I was going nuts on that. And, uh, uh, my favorite game of all time, though, is, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for the N64. That game was so sick, dude. It was amazing as a game. So sick. Oh, God. I, I, it's so awesome, but I have a feeling like, you know, I, you know, if you have a, <laughs> if you have an N64, uh, you, you pretty much know that it, it pretty much doesn't work now. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep checking though for on, uh, in the Wii, in the Wii store, Hoping that they'll release it for Wii, because I would play it. But I'm afraid that if I play it, it's gonna, I'm gonna be so let down by thinking, this game was the shit, what happened? <laughs> My favorite game, dude, seriously. Now I'm gonna go a little further back. And like, this game is not, it's an awesome game. It's not the greatest game I've ever played, but just my memories of it were fucking magical. Okay? <laughs> Legend of Zelda for regular NES. Mm. Done and done. Yes. By extension, because the, the top one title will share because it's the same game anyway. Also, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Super Nintendo. <laughs> Super Nintendo, one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. I will, if I go to someone's house and I see a Super Nintendo, I'll go, you got Legend of Zelda? <laughs> if they do, I will ask to play it. <laughs> it's done and done. It's done and done. That's for Dixie Chick, by the way. Uh. Done and done. <laughs> um, so, well, like some of the people down here, because I asked um, some of these people, and uh, Sam put who do- Zelda. I mean, who doesn't love Zelda? Which is yeah. true. Who doesn't love Zelda? Delgado put on here. Um, oh, super Ganon. Con- Ganon doesn't love Zelda. <laughs> oh no, he steals Zelda all the time. <laughs> who doesn't love Zelda? Uh, Delgado put Super Contra on Nintendo. Remember that <laughs> shit. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that game used to piss me off so yeah. bad. Piss you off, but you still play it. Huh? Play that shit for hours. Yeah. Screaming at it. That and um, Kid Icarus. Remember that game? How pissed off. Dude, that <laughs> shit. It had the coolest uh, <laughs> opening theme ever. Oh, uh, man. And uh, on uh, on my Facebook here, Alicia wrote Atari was her fifth system. Manny put NES. And Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, Dixie Chick put Pong. <laughs> was the first, uh, was the first, uh, uh, was on. And, uh, favorite game, Super Mario Brothers. Right. Of course. I mean, we're that generation though, is NES. I mean, Nintendo, Nintendo was always the yeah. first. 
Oh, unless you bought a Sega Master System. Sorry. <laughs> Sega Master. Really? <laughs> hey, it came out around the same time. Oh, man. That was its direct competition. <laughs> I didn't even know what existed at the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, Delgado actually, no, Delgado said that his first console was the Atari 7800. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That was the that was the little Atari that could, could yeah that didn't. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was a slick looking Atari though. Oh yeah. And uh, Dre put down here uh, OG Nintendo, and of course yeah. Mario Brothers three, still her fave. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. it so it's, much, dude. It's it was just ridiculous when I'm going on there and I'm seeing like, uh, like the original Star Fox. <laughs> they didn't talk. Yeah, they just <laughs> a, and then it would just be the text on top. Yeah. That was always the thing about Nintendo. It was always done on the cheap, but the games were always fun, though. Yeah, that game was well, the same way now. Yeah, <laughs> the Wii is not an HD. <laughs> it's all done on the cheap, but it's the shit. Oh man, um, so many good games, and then the systems that like were the shit but fail. The Sega Dreamcast, dude? Oh my god, I know. Shit. I had a Dreamcast. You know, I know so many people that bought a Dreamcast and had maybe like one or two games. Yeah, that was the problem. They didn't yeah. come up with any games. I, everyone had Crazy Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shenmue. Shenmue was the shit. Oh, man. That game was the shit. I played hours of Shenmue. Hours <laughs> of Shenmue. Well, like, uh, like people always go like... um. You know, well, weren't video games really big? Yeah, they were. The Atari and then television and all of them came out, which was called the Golden Age. Yeah. Until the crash. Yeah, until the crash. And what the crash was is that games were crap. They they basically do what they're doing now. History is repeating itself. Is they threw out so much bad shit that suddenly people didn't buy them anymore. Well, specifically, too, the crash in 83 was because anyone could make a game for Atari. Yeah, and have to ask Atari. You could just make it, and it, and the code was real simple back then. The one who saved us from all that bullshit is Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo was the first system to start putting in a chip. I forget exactly what it's called. The chip that um would lock the game, so only Nintendo certified games would play. Yeah. Um, which eh, cool, I guess, it <laughs> saved the gaming industry in America. But I mean, it it left for less uh, indie type stuff. But then of course and. All they have to do is say, hey, Nintendo, can I gotta put my game on your system, please? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, the biggest the biggest failure, the one that basically was considered one of the the complete one of the reasons why the games failed was um E.T. Oh, that game. Yeah. And that started a legacy of bad movie adapted video games. <laughs> that yeah. was a horrible game. Yeah, and it was like it just that came out and sense. it didn't because the fact was is that they released the game they I uh the rumor is is that they had the movie they realized wow this movie's big can you guys put a video game together sure we can and like within a month the game was out yeah they just threw it together and it, it they made they made an ET sprite <laughs> and used some old school like D&D maps and then just kind of threw it together like it was so stupid in in the lore ET uh, cartridges that were left unsold that Atari allegedly buried thousands of cartridges in a landfill yeah. in New Mexico <laughs> yeah never to be seen from again dude in fact the same spot that they lo- they exploded the first atomic bomb <laughs> ET is actually um, known as a big reason 
why that crash happened in 83 because it was a prime example of when Atari all these games were coming out that sucked right. and Atari was just so happy to have games that they were behind behind every single title 100% yeah. they were behind ET they advertised the ET game they were like this is the fucking greatest game on the planet i don't think anyone at Atari played that fucking game oh yeah <laughs> you know and they talked about the game like it was a shit it came out and the entire world side <laughs> it's like oh. Oh. it's over now isn't it yeah yeah did but you... japan saved us oh thank you thank japan yeah. et the extraterrestrial is that a good game oh you're cute yeah <laughs> little pat on the head and yeah <laughs> and then uh it was when nes and sega genesis and super nintendo that was a heated battle dude oh yeah the sega genesis and the super nintendo i remember i remember when it got down to mortal kombat and, and it was uh Super Nintendo, it was sweat. They just changed the color of it. So it was gray. And then on the Sega Genesis, it was blood. So it was like real men by the Sega Genesis. It was so stupid. Oh, man. Dude, I remember in the 90s when they started to use video integration into the um into the games. Yeah. Like, remember Wing Commander? <laughs> like, Mark Hamill would actually be in the, in the yeah. video game. Like, you would see him in the moving video, but then, of course, you know, not in the actual game itself but oh my god wolfenstein wolfenstein that's the shit though yeah uh i mean i've always been kind of a, a nintendo boy i mean don't get me wrong i have nintendo was one of the other games systems that i have with this with the playstation 3 and yeah, the yeah yeah there is a wii underneath this tv yeah, there there is a wii in there uh but i love the 64 the nintendo 64 that's just i i didn't like the controller it wasn't for me, but the system was the shit. I mean, anything with Goldeneye on it. Well, yeah, I mean, 64, <laughs> the, the, one of the big 64-bit consoles, you know. And yeah. and I love, yeah, Goldeneye was the shit. The N64 is known as is kind of a big um, failure for Nintendo, though. Yeah. But, because they were trying to hang on to that cartridge technology, which honestly, I don't know. But it cost more to make the cartridges than it did to do the discs. And the and but you know Nintendo's whole thing was about piracy issues even back then <laughs> about piracy issues yeah but uh, you know they had to change with the times because discs were cheaper to make and and then also the cartridge would always get always fucked where you had to blow into you know the, the you know? blinkies yeah the blinkies on the NES dude yeah. you know what that was that was the piracy chip oh was it the piracy chip couldn't couldn't um communicate with the game clearly so it would be like this isn't right and it would just blink oh, and man. they said you, you could actually i did this back in the day you could fix it if you opened up the nintendo and broke a piece of the um piracy chip oh, and then it would play every time you could also play some bootlegs too oh wow yeah. but you oh, know i mean it... when i did that <laughs> <laughs> but you know they had some really fun games on there i mean your first mario kart um you had you know of course golden eye shadows of the empire you know, smart Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of Dick, Dixie Chick's favorite games. Also, um, too, I like Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four was the shit. Yeah, three, the first three D. Ooh, paper wasn't Paper Mario on that shit too? The first Paper Mario. I think. Or no, that was the Wii. No, that was no, no, no. Game, it was GameCube. Yeah, I think it was GameCube. Fuck it, Paper Mario was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Oh man, but God, yeah, I was like. Thinking about when I was watching all these titles, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. And then, like, they were showing the first Windows games. You know, they were showing, like, Doom. Doom. I'm just, I'm just oh, my God. Windows Doom. 
I used to play Doom. You know what game I used to play religiously? And if you played it now, you would probably laugh at me. The original Civilization. <laughs> yeah. The original Civilization was a bunch of squares with little poorly drawn pictures on it, moving around a shitty-ass map, <laughs> building cities. And it was incredibly slow. Incredibly slow. It was incredibly Incredi- slow. slow. Right. <laughs> I still play Civilization, but I play five. <laughs> I don't play. I don't play one. Uh, that was a good trip down memory lane. Yes, and uh, a long one too. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to your review. My review. Yeah. Yes. What are you reviewing? I'm, I'm reviewing another DC movie, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Dun, right. Um. Dun, dun, dun. It was a shit. <laughs> but. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that in a moment. That's right. All right. So uh, right now we've got uh, Sapien's review. This is Sapien with another review for you. Uh, I'm on a DC kick and loving it. Today I'm reviewing Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Uh, it's another animated feature from DC. Uh, Apocalypse released last year and recently has been added to the Netflix streaming lineup. Although the title isn't very telling, this film shows the origin of Kara, a.k.a. Supergirl. Uh, Batman notices a strange and confusing girl in Gotham City with some familiar powers. It's a regular family reunion when Superman shows up. The happy times are shattered once Darkseed sets out to corrupt Kara's young mind to suit his needs. Ha ha ha. As always, DC didn't disappoint with the talent providing the voices for these iconic characters. Summer Glau of Firefly and the Sarah Connor Chronicles fame is the voice of Supergirl herself. The best voice, best voice actor for Batman, in my opinion, is Kevin Conroy, and he does not disappoint. Tim Daly, another veteran for his respective character, reprises the role as the Man of Steel, while Andre Brager lends his distinct voice to Darkseid. Of course, the main pull to see a movie or read a comic with Superman and Batman is how they play off each other. The two characters are so different that it's always fun to watch them team up. Kara is well played and her storyline is very faithful to the Superman Batman Supergirl story arc created by Jeff Loeb and the late Michael Turner. Only a few minor things were changed to help the story better fit in a movie format. The story was fast paced and well presented. The dialogue was well written and you really fell, fell into the story. Summer Glau, a newcomer to DC, played Supergirl very well, relaying her emotions in a way that was both believable and engaging. One problem was the pacing. Although the fast-paced story was fun to watch, I felt the story could have been fleshed out a bit more. Also, also didn't play on the entire growing up and changing message so much as they should have since it was staring us all in the face. All in all, I really dug this movie. Like all DC animated films, the animation was top-notch. I just hope they flesh out the Supergirl character more in future films. This movie gets the Lazy Geeks stamp of epic. Yeah, and I just created that on the fly. Uh, I don't know what I'm reviewing next, so I'm not going to tell you anything. Have a nice day. Uh, now it's time for uh, some douchebaggery. All right, so my uh, douchebag list, my number three 
if it quacks like a duck, it's a chicken. Because apparently that's what these people want. Uh, <laughs> Call of Juarez, the cartel, uh, is a there's it's causing a lot of controversy for a game that we don't really know much about. I didn't even hear about it until you said something. Yeah. Um, well, apparently this last week the legislature of the Mexican states of Chihuahua, where the real life city of Juarez is located. Unanimously, unanimously approved a request for asking the Mexican Federal Interior Department to ban the game in the country. The state Congress leader, Enrique Serrano, said the kids are the main concern. It's always the kids. It's always the kids. Yeah. Children wind up being easily involved in criminal acts over time because, among other things, during their childhood, not enough care has been taken about what they see on television and playing video games, Serrano said. They believe so much blood and death is normal. Of course, when you do nothing as far as the cartels in your state, yeah, of course, they, they believe that. But, yeah, no, it's the video games that are really going to do it. Ricardo Boone Sal- um, Salmon, a congressman of the Chihuahua state where Sulidad uh, Juarez is located, said the state legislator unanimously approved a request this week asking for the federal interior to ban the game. It's true there is a serious crime situation, which we are not trying to hide. Bullshit. Ah. Uh, but he told the Associated Press, uh, we also should not expose children to the kind of scenarios so that they grow up with that kind of image or lack of values. Uh, you all know my opinions about banning anything. Again, it's a form of censorship. Now, but this is the situation. Um, I was actually watching. G4 was the first one that brought this up, so I kind of was watching there because they their their blogs are really kind of opinionated and um, very opinionated, <laughs> which is cool. But just know that going in. Yeah. Um, so they had two guys debating on it. One guy was like, "Well, yeah, he he admitted that his first reaction was an emotional reaction, which because he has children." And then the other guy kind of took my point of view, is. Well, why should the government try to deny people from playing a video game without giving them the option, the parents, the option to say, no, you don't want that video game. Right. And to be honest, with how poor that city is, nobody probably really owns a video game system. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying. <laughs> so my, my whole thing is, you know what? Clean up your city. Don't don't blame the video games. It's as stupid as blaming the movies. You got people being beheaded all the time there. I know. And you're going to sit there and worry about a video game that that's going to make the kids think it's okay? My number two douchebag, hmm? Dr. Feelgood, making a house call. Ooh. Yes. Um, it was really a case of... Um, it was really a case of one more for the road. Driver Joseph Grillo smashed his SUV into the front of a liquor store during a drunken accident. But rather than wait for the police um, to arrive, he hopped out, reached through the broken glass to help himself to another drink. They caught him on surveillance camera trying to reach in. (laughs) Grillo, who's a doctor, could not quite uh, reach the specifically the speciality beer on display. So he got back into his vehicle and drove off. He was later caught by police and arrested for allegedly driving under the influence. Allegedly driving under the influence. Uh, police officers, <laughs> officers say they uh, saw that the ashtray on the front of the liquor store was still attached to the white SUV <laughs> as <laughs> and pulled him over. Uh, the bizarre incident took place in uh, Country um, Liquors in Seenconk in Massachusetts late that night. 
Uh, the store clerk, um, Marcy DeMalo, said, crazy, outrageous how somebody can do this when it's closed. I want, um, if you want a drink, just come, <laughs> just come when we're open. The closed circuit TV footage from the inside the store showed, um, the incident, um, unfold from the moment he smashed into the shop window, and, um, to him getting out of the car and making a grab for the beer. <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> i've never been i've never seen anything like this uh somebody wanted a drink and then wanted to make it a drive through said demolo grillo told police he was trying to back up and accidentally crashed uh according to the da's office however it's a second dui offense wow yeah a sign uh, on has now been erected outside the liquor store reminding patrons that the store does not have a drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's so awesome. <laughs> now, my number one douchebag of the week. I, I, he had to be. I mean, if anybody's, like, shocked by, the, by my choice of number one, you need to get your head examined. Ah, uh, Charlie Sheen. What can I say about him that hasn't already been said about him? <laughs> By him. Really now. <laughs> yeah. Bring it, which was his catchphrase during a call to his buddy Alex, the Alex Jones show. Alex Jones is a so-called 9-11 truther with, uh, bef- that befriended Sheen when he revealed that they share the same ideas about 9-11. And before I talk about Sheen, I want to say that I've listened to the 18-minute phone conversation between Sheen and Jones. And how pathetic is Jones? He would remind people every 10 minutes that he's known Charlie Sheen for six years, and that they would hang out together. We get it. You're a buddy, not his lover. Now, <laughs> I'm move on to Charlie. Although it sounded, it kind of uh, sounded like he wanted to be. It, it did. It sounded like he gurgled a couple of times, but Ooh. I'm just saying. Well, after that tirade, uh, CBS pulled the plug on the season. After that, he sent he he sent off a letter to TMZ because when you become a pariah in Hollywood, that is where you send statements through. Right. Uh, what does this say about Haim Levine after he, char- after he tried to use his words to judge and attempt to degrade me? I gracefully ignored his folly, this folly for 177 shows. I fire back once and it is contaminated. Little maggot can't handle my power and can't Ooh. handle the truth. I wish him nothing but pain in his silly travels, especially if they wind up in my octagon. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Clear he said it. my power and my octagon, octagon in yes. the same fucking rant. <laughs> I clearly a wrestling cl- match. Clearly, I have defended this earth. I have defeated this earthwor- earthworm in- with my words. Imagine what what I have done with my fire breathing fists. I dungeon dragon. <laughs> I urge all of my beautiful and loyal fans to embrace this show for almost a decade to walk with me side by side as we march up to the steps of justice to right this unconscionable wrong. Remember these, remember these are my people, not yours. We will continue on together. Charlie Sheen. I kind of want to back him up. (laughs) Charlie Uh, Sheen. I like that. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen in. What the fuck? (laughs) I know, right? Uh, well, down. now, because of that, most of the cast and crew risk not getting paid for the remaining planned episodes of the show. I know in case um, in the case of the actors, they are paid on a per episode basis. Now, granted that most of these actors are paid about a million bucks an episode. Who really who really gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> but Charlie won't get paid. And it looks like 
Uh, much of the cast won't either. Yeah, to- but still, even if they're getting paid a lot, dude, he fucked with people's paycheck. Like, he's yeah. lucky if he don't get fucked up. I'm, I'm wor- it's, it's more about the crew. You know, the makeup people, the clothing people, yeah. the designers. Those guys don't make that much. Those are the ones that are trying to, like, you know, yeah. trying to keep their lights on and shit. Exactly. To add insult to injury, Morgan Creek CEO, James Robinson, says that Charlie will not even be involved in Major League Four if he continues to screw up. He mentioned his problems with another pariah, Lindsay Lohan, on the film Georgia Rules. Ching had been going around texting people that he has a 10-episode deal with HBO for a new show called Sheen's Corner. HBO quickly came back stating that that is not the case, and HBO spokesman stated that the actor has never been in talks with the network. Ah, now <laughs> he's just looking foolish. Exactly. As of today, Sheen claims that he is still clean. However, he did uh, send text messages to Good Morning America calling Laura a bunch of names, including Maggot. Earthworm and Loser. Some of the names they could not repeat on the Loser's end. Loser's like the worst one, isn't it? Exactly. Loser, dude. Like, aww. <laughs> the Anti-Defamation League got in on it because Charlie used Chuck Lore's real name um, of Charles Levine in his rant, but he actually referred to him as Chame. Uh, this fueling the speculation that Sheen did not like him uh, for his religious aspect, being Jewish. Uh, uh, I was referring to Chuck... We got by- that racist. <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to Chuck by his real name because I wanted to address the man, not the bullshit persona, he told TMZ. <laughs> That's kind of smooth, though. <laughs> to be completely honest, like, I'm trying to talk to a dude, not his silly-ass nickname. <laughs> but, but in the end, fans uh, fans of the show took to Twitter to lambast the actor and wish the show can go on without Sheen. Like, some likened his rants to another douchebag, Momar Gaddafi whose 90-minute tirade left most people with the what-the-fuck expression. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? The Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, this has been a busy week for the guy, but if you haven't been following him closely, you should. This shouldn't. if you've been following him closely, this shouldn't be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Late last season, rumors were rampant that Sheen wasn't going to come back for another season of Men since his contract had ended. But when, they, <laughs> but when they offered him $2 million an episode... He quickly resigned. This could be a tactic to get him out of doing the show and allow him to do other stuff, you know, like coke and hookers. Ooh. <laughs> he, always has, he always seems to have time for that. Oh, of course. <laughs> Lots of people in closets and shit. Right. <laughs> oh. uh, so um, what was what's your douchebag? Let's just roll right into it. Is that a chainsaw in your pants? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, now now I gotta think, now I gotta explain this one, don't I? <laughs> Uh, Chickasaw, Oklahoma. Hmm. It always sounds like Chick I Saw. <laughs> this Chick I Saw, this Oklahoma. Oklahoma. A suspected thief was taken into a, a suspected thief was taken into custody after allegedly trying to conceal a stolen chainsaw by stuffing it down his pants as one would a candy bar, according to local news reports. Police say 21-year-old Anthony Black was eyeing an Echo Chainsaw, but decided that a grab-and-dash wasn't in the cards. The man, who police say appeared intoxicated, no, really, <laughs> took took the mechanical chainsaw. Why do you have to say mechanical chainsaw, by the way? What other kind of chainsaw is there? Anyway, mechanical chainsaw from the wall and put it down the front of his pants instead. <laughs> this is my dick. <laughs> While some employees 
Well, some employees initially thought Black, who by this point was walking with a noticeable waddle, was handicapped. Others were suspicious. <laughs> George Graham, an employee at the Ross Seed Company, I don't know what that is, um, witnessed the incident, telling NBC affiliate KEOR, I seen the bar between his legs. <laughs> Welcome to Oklahoma, folks. That wasn't a bar. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty obvious. Imagine it in the front of your pants. That was the quote, by the way. Mm. Uh, that's why it was all fragmented and had poor syntax. <laughs> this is this this is also a quote. This is a little unique, simply because of how large the item was. Chickasaw <laughs> police assistant chief. Elip Moore? His name is E L I P. Who names a kid that? Elip. Elip. Elip Moore. Didn't have Explain. Chance. Yeah, I know. It's whatever. Paul Horton. There you go. The <laughs> hardware store's manager told KEOR it was the first time I've ever seen a chainsaw go chainsaw go down someone go down anyone's britches. Just for using just for using the word britches. Epic. <laughs> Done. No one says that. No one says that anymore. A limping black was eventually... That sounds bad. <laughs> Doesn't it? That sounds so wrong. Let me remind everyone listening to the Lazy Geeks podcast that black is also the last name of the person who was a douchebag. <laughs> so a limping black was eventually chased from the store, ditching the chainsaw in the process. <laughs> that sentence has me cracking up. It's better, it's better written because black is capitalized, <laughs> which might just mean they think it's important. A short pursuit ensued with the suspect, suspected thief diving headfirst into a creek. Dude, where the fuck are they? Like, Dukes of Hazard? Like, there's a, there's a crick nearby, a crick. Please. Authorities fished Black from the shallow water, placing him under arrest. He could have cut himself up real good. He'd have been walking with a permanent limp, Graham explained. Thank you. <laughs> the chainsaw in question. Was eventually returned to the store. <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> Let's move to the next. This one's funny. And you know what? I gotta put this chick's picture on the website. Cause her picture, she has that look on her face like, I don't give a fuck. Like that kind of look on her face and it's her mugshot. You know, she's oh. like, I don't give a shit. I got it. Let me go ahead and uh, check that chick's face right now. Oh my god. Whoops. <laughs> you seeing it? Uh, one second. It's coming up now. Look at her. Just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I keep it real. <laughs> she don't give a shit, dude. Uh, I gotta post that on the website. Yeah. <laughs> Small though. It's got that, what? like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like hoods. She don't give a shit, dude. What'd you say about hoods? Hoods got something to prove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hood bitches always got something to prove. That's my new fucking theme. Hood bitches always got something to prove. And it's true. You all know it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> anyway, Collier County woman was arrested Sunday after a savage beatdown of her re- roommate over a box of delicious Girl Scout cookies that were apparently <laughs> off limits to her kids, according to NapleNews.com. <laughs> <laughs> the brawl begins with a 31-year-old cookie monster confronted her <laughs> sleeping roommate and a cur- a- <laughs> accused her of eating the box of treats police said the roommate told howard howard is the um the chick's last name hersha howard i didn't read the first line because it's dumb stay away from hersha howard's thin mints <laughs> but her name's hersha howard um 
the roommate told Howard she'd given the cookies to Howard's kids, the woman's kids. <laughs> we're awake and hungry at one, around 1 a.m. We'll just skip giving cookies to kids at 1 a.m. I don't <laughs> like to tell people how to parent their children. Um, the roommate offered to pay $10 for the cookies, but Howard wasn't having it. And began <laughs> fighting with the other woman, police said. The roommate's husband pulled Howard off of her so she could escape, but Howard took off after her. According to police report, According to a police report, Howard grabbed a pair of scissors and threatened the woman. When the woman started to run down some stairs, Howard allegedly dropped the scissors, picked up a board, and hit the woman as she ran down the stairs. <laughs> Howard caught up to the woman again and knocked her to the ground and started hitting – started to hit her. Sorry. When the roommate managed to get outside the house, Howard grabbed a sign and started hitting her again. Like, here's your sign, bitch. <laughs> uh, police finally arrived and arrested Howard. Charging her with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and aggress- aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. A sign? Oh, the <laughs> sisters, I guess. No word on what dessert she was served in jail. <laughs> uh, so basically, not only did this bitch freak out over some fucking cookies. <laughs> cookies that were fed to her own children. Yeah. Really? Really. <laughs> bitches always got something to prove. <laughs> Now, although that one that I just read was was really my my uh, number one douchebag, this one's my number one douchebag just because it's funny. Uh, if you want to pull up the his picture too, no man, this is some shit. This motherfucker just looks cool. <laughs> um, royal privilege isn't what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Man's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Man's, uh... man's, I am not an animal. <laughs> that's he, he's king and so doesn't have to pay for cigarettes police say <laughs> they reward him with a taser shot <laughs> don't tase me man or bro don't tase me bro <laughs> i'm king bro <laughs> oh, oh wow oh my god by the way for all the listeners i was um playing with my wedding ring and it fell and i don't know where it went and my wife is going to kill me <laughs> uh in warren michigan warren police said a man has been charged after he told a store clerk he didn't have to pay for cigarettes because he's he because he was a king, right? <laughs> Notice how king is not capitalized. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joseph Lawrence Borowak, Borowak, yeah, something like that. Borowak, Bora, fucking moron, <laughs> is charged with strong arm robbery. Whoa, <laughs> is this is that like when you like shove the dude? Like, hey, motherfucker, give me yeah. shit <laughs> instead if of armed robbery. Yeah. <laughs> what's a weak arm robbery uh, and resisting arrest that's after, when you fail <laughs> Yeah, resisting arrest after being accused of threatening a 7-Eleven store clerk on Saturday police in Borowak Bora, Bora dumb for having a stupid name went into the store on here's another stupid name showing, showing her I hate people and their names <laughs> and 12 mile roads it's on roads at about 6.30 a.m. and asked the clerk for a pack of cigarettes. Warwick told the clerk he wasn't going to pay for the cigarettes because he was a king and he didn't have to. Police <laughs> said. He tried to grab the cigarettes, swung at the clerk, and then ran out. Police said. Police said. Police said. Police said. <laughs> a witness in the store was able to direct police to the area where Borwick had last been seen walking. Police said he did not immediately surrender. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> he's a fucking king. He exactly. Diplomatic immunity, bitches. <laughs> when they found him in front of, when they found him in front of a, wow, funeral home further down, showing her road, and officers used a taser <laughs> on him to quell him. <laughs> Use the word quell. Yeah. Quell him, really? <laughs> to fucking tase his punk ass. Police said, police said again. Borowak has a criminal history that includes a cocaine possession conviction. No shit. He's king of cocaine, motherfucker. Look at his picture. You just know he's Oh, my God. Look at that. He's so fucking high right now. He probably has no idea what the hell happened. Let's have to redeem ourselves with... An epic... You know what? I'm going to intro it. I'm going to intro it. Uh, we originally had separate epic people, but yet again, we've decided that somebody really, just really took the cake, you know? And that was the Smithsonian, right? We're doing the video game fucking thing that we talked about before, (laughs) the voting thing. Uh, what is the official name of the the thing? I forget. It's it's the art of video games. The art of video games. Thank you. That that probably would have been prudent information to write into the show notes, but who gives a fuck? Um, this, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sure no man will have his turn, but I'm going to say why I think this is a shit. One is, first of all, something is getting respect that deserves respect. I, every fucking year you hear something new about why video games suck. Why video games are ruining children. Why video games are a plague on society. Well, video, video games are worse than the fucking Nazis. Like it just gets <laughs> ridiculous, you know? And it's nice to see not only the art exhibit but it's the smithsonian that's legit that's the oscars of the museum world okay that's you're legit now or the louvre i guess too the smithsonian (laughs) is 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 here so it's more important um wait yeah so (laughs) that's that's just legit i mean i think that i personally my opinion is video games is an art form um unless it's like over corporate swill but i do think um (laughs) Video. I mean, well, some art is like that too. That's true. But um, I do think it's a it's a proper art form and it deserves the respect. And um, I hope that we see more of this in the future. Nomad. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and actually read the the article I posted about it. Of um, course you are, you pompous <laughs> prick. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we all knew this was this would happen someday, but it appears that the Smithsonian has finally taken video games to the next level. However, they do need our help. Specifically, the Smithsonian is currently prepping a uh, mammoth show on the art of video games and is now actively seeking gamers advice on which 80 innovative and artistic games to include. They've broken them down into options into five areas and have tons and tons of classic games for you to vote between. Now, but fair warning, some of the choices are tricky. Uh, it doesn't just cover current games like 360 or PS3 content, but Atari through Windows games. It takes you back and <laughs> reminds of all the games that we played in our youth. Mario has to be chosen at some point. But in order to vote, all you need to do is register email and you can start voting. It's such a great time down memory lane. It's awesome thing to be a part of. Now, if you go to the website, you can go to Let the People Decide is the story uh, on the website. And we have a link that will send you directly to that uh, to that page, and then you're on your way. And uh, also, if you do decide to do this, you go over there and make your choices. Let us know what you chose. You know, 
gave us give us a yeah. let us let us know what you selected. But it's a lot of fun and and it it's you know nothing like a great present presentation, but it's the games that they select to choose from, and you just look at them and you can you'll sit there and go, oh my god, I remember these games. I used to play that. So and yeah, like Sapien said, I thought it was it was great that video games are finally getting their reward because you know what, a lot of people it, it a lot of people work on these games. You yep. know, you've got graphic designers, you've got um, coders, you've got testers that actually test these games, and it comes to the imagination. And video games, like movies right now, are so much more prevalent because this is the generation that's working on these games. These are the generations that played them when they first came out. Straight up. So, of course, they played those games, so now they want to expand on it. And that's why video games are so pronounced. Like when I was talking, when Dixie Chick told me about this, uh, we were we were going through at the same time and she was looking at uh i think it was pitfall was one of the choices on there and we were cracking up because she had saw that and when she came for christmas she played call of duty modern warfare with me and was like oh my god you know just tripping out so much on how the games uh, are nowadays so i i think it's just it's just a lot of fun and uh i think a lot of people will get a kick out of it and, uh, but I, I think it is great that the that's why I, we chose this to be our epic person of the week because yeah we're it's finally getting their due they need your help and that's always cool when somebody goes hey we need gamers helps you know yeah let's go ahead we are the smartest people on the fucking planet yeah just keep it <laughs> let's just keep it real just keep it I'm real like, <laughs> I don't I don't like to point fingers but everyone's a moron yeah you know, it's just. <laughs> Uh, Let's keep it real because I'm keeping it real. Oh, right? okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know you like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, anyway. I think that pretty much is it for us. So we want to go ahead and remind all of you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. You can follow Lazy underscore Nomad, Lazy underscore Sapien, and or the Lazy Geeks all at Twitter. And uh, also be sure to fan us on Facebook because, you know, we're cool and you're not cool unless you fan us. Uh, all the yeah, music. It's hot, this motherfucker is so fan of <laughs> like a dungeon dragon. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but remember, if you're if you're a fan of us, you got to do the creep. Ah, oh, ah, oh, do the creep. <laughs> if you haven't seen that shit, I swear, for God, dude, it's so <laughs> funny. Uh, immediately. Also, you guys are gonna probably notice a little change on the website in the coming week. Um, we're gonna start. It's the website and the podcast are actually starting to kind of kind of mesh together so you'll be able to kind of there there will be i i, I guess the proper overlap between the two so yeah, basically it's going to be what we wanted it to be in the beginning right <laughs> uh, podcast and the website are going to be as one almost almost as if the um podcast is the verbal form of the main topics of the website right i mean the website will have more content of course yeah. but but we'll pick probably some of the best stuff that we've thrown up there and put them on the on yes. the podcast. Yes, and, sir. And and that's going to be the thing is is that you know you kind of you start up a website and you're like okay we got to throw content and then later as you're getting through the website like with our podcast we you you've all noticed that we've changed the style and we've kind of hit the style that we like right now. This is the style that I think we want. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> uh, criticism is always appreciated and. <laughs> but you know with the website has always been you know we just kind of throw content in and the thing is is uh, you know and i brought this up to sapiens we need to develop our own voice 
we need to develop what separates us from everybody else because you can get news anywhere else but what we want to do is to take the news that's why i keep pushing out there that we don't deal in rumor unless we start seeing that you know somebody else is saying hey we have pictures or hey we have this we have a press yeah. release that says this so because we if we want to do rumors we could we could tell you all types of shit yeah <laughs> you know, i could tell you that they're gonna make a call of duty set in um 1727 why not you wait, know wait for call of duty spanish insurrection exactly <laughs> wait for call of duty um caveman wars like <laughs> why not why not exactly. i heard it somewhere you know whatever <laughs> oh and ladies and gentlemen i found my wedding ring <laughs> and i know everybody was worried about that i was yeah, i know you were yeah i mean i've been i've been like feeling my finger the whole time like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> Uh, but be looking forward to that. The changes will be coming uh, this week, maybe starting today uh, when this podcast is aired on Monday. Maybe starting right motherfucking now. <laughs> uh, but uh, we hope you keep uh, keep checking out like the, the like the sites growing. People are really taking taking a look at us. So we really want to continue that. Uh, but as far as the music on this podcast, switching it back up. <laughs> All the music on this podcast was done by the talented Kevin McLeod. So we, that just about does it. Want to make sure you know comment on this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, whatever you use. Leave it on the website. Go ahead and hit on the website. Say hey, you guys fucking suck. Something. Yeah. Uh, let us know the good, the bad, the sexy, and the ridiculous. And if you have any comments or ideas for future podcasts or topics or anything, go ahead and hit us up on thelazygeeks.com or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So. Uh, what do you say? I think that about closes out for Friday night. I think it does. All right. So uh, until next week, peace out. Hello. Uh-huh.